1: All the folks you meet, like sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news, get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels, I'll see you in my travels.
0: And, and good afternoon. And uh, if you haven't been officially welcomed to spring... Let me do that. I am so happy that spring is here and summer is on the way. I'm not getting ahead of myself. Welcome to Travels with Charlie, Charlie Papillo, your host. Great to have you here with me today. A quick shout out and thanks to my sponsors. As always, the show would not happen without the support of Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, zero sort recycling, helping to keep it out of the landfill. My friends at Jolly Convenience Stores. When I'm on the road, I know where to stop for hot coffee, sandwiches, snacks, ice cold prom sodas, drinks, uh, fuel of course, uh, for the vehicle. Uh, home of the Daily Smile. Those creamy machines are going to be running shortly as well, I'm sure. And of course, Milne Travel American Express. They've been doing that since 1975. MilmTravel.com. And new to Travels with Charlie, my friends at Myers Bagel Cafe in Burlington. I've been friends with them since they, they were on Main Street in Burlington. Now at 377 Pine Street in Burlington. And soon... Shelburne Road, which I am so excited about because when they open, they're going to have a pizza in the evening. Wood-fired pizza. How great is that? Uh, if you would like to get in touch with me, maybe you have an idea for a guest segment here or you have something that you'd like to talk with me about that uh, you've heard on the show in the past, Radio at gmail.com. Very simple, Radio at gmail.com. Dot com. It's as simple as that. And don't forget, WDEVradio.com for past shows. In fact, uh, this show will also be on the podcast feature there. And you can also see the 30-some-odd uh, videos that Travels with Charlie shot over the uh, the last uh, two or three years. Uh, WDEVradio.com. Let me tell you about today's show We've got uh, Mark Redman from Spectrum Youth Services joining me. They've got their sleep out in Burlington coming up on the 23rd and in St. Albans on March 30th. My first guest today recently awarded the 2023 Best Places to Work in Vermont by Vermont Biz and Vermont Chamber of Commerce. And just last week, and this is great because I booked her before this even happened and now we got a twofer, the U.S. Small Business Administration awarded the 2023 Vermont Woman-Owned Business of the Year. Won't you please welcome the CEO and founder of Juniper Communications, Nicole Junis-Ravlin. Good afternoon. Welcome.
2: Thank you so much. And do you mean that um welcome to first spring for Vermont or are we in, like actually in spring spring?
0: This is actual spring spring, right? There's, there's meteorol- meteorological and then there's the vernal equinox. No, I'm not a weather expert and I don't even play one on the radio, but we've actually, you know, if you want to get to weather wise, <laughs> middle of February, I was outside grilling. Oh, Remember when those yeah, days was, was like 50 world. degrees? Yeah. And, and you know now here we are. If I wanted to grill tonight, I'd have to dig the uh, the grill out. That's it's me too. Basically covered with snow.
2: Yeah. Well, I hope you're right and that we're on to warmer weather. But thank you for having me. I'm well, thrilled to be here and well, see you. Well,
0: this is great to to see you again as well. Uh, congratulations, as I mentioned, uh, those are two uh, two great honors. Um, Fifty seven businesses were named along with yourself in different categories. They have the small category, medium, and large. You're in the smaller category. It's 15 to 99 employees. Uh, won't you please tell us about, you are the founder of Juniper Communications, which, uh, you know, if people are immediately, they're going to go Google it, and they're going, wait a minute, it's not, it's spelled differently, and I'm sure you did that for a reason, and we'll get into that, but tell us a little bit about the uh, Juniper Communications.
2: Sure, thanks. Uh, so, we're definitely on the smaller side of that 15 to 99 employees, there's 16 of us, and... Um, we're a PR and communications firm based in Charlotte. It's spelled differently, like you said. It's J-U-N-A-P-R. And it's a play on my maiden name, which is Junas, yeah. which is J-U-N-A-S. Yeah. And thanks to Methodical in Burlington, who came up with the name because I was like, I don't care what I name it. And they were like, listen, this uh, the juniper berry imparts a crisp, clear flavor, much oh like gin. Oh, boy. <laughs> and so they were like, that's great for a communications firm. So that's how we got to it. uh, But we're really focused on media relations, uh, crisis communications. We do a lot of corporate communication strategy work, and we work with nonprofits to really think about how to reach their donor base and um, people who they want to – their stakeholders.
0: So why do you think that uh, Juniper Communications is a great place to work? Obviously, you're biased. Uh, I, am, but...
2: I am biased since I, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I would say my team probably thinks about the benefits. We 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 really work hard to ensure that we're offering benefits that are meaningful to the employees. Um, we do a lot of things like we're members of One Percent for the Planet and the. Um, The team members actually get to choose the charities that we donate to. So that's giving back to the community. Um, We uh, have a hybrid work environment. We uh, have, you know, we contribute to people's 401ks, which is a big deal. Um, we have uh, real flexibility within our workspace. We have a very uh, education-focused environment where we do a lot of um, professional development for our team, and they go to classes, and we bring people in and talk uh, to, so that we can always keep our skills sharp but also develop the individuals um, yeah. as professionals.
0: So when you started Juniper Communications, were all of these things sort of on your mind? Like, I, I you know, if I have a company, this is what I want to do. Or did it sort of develop that way, and then some of the people that you work with give you ideas and? Yeah, I
2: mean it's a real team effort. I had the benefit of co-owning another firm previously, and so when I restarted as under just a sole proprietorship, I I certainly brought my experiences with me and knowing kind of what had worked, what had had not worked previously. Um, in what people seemed to value, um, and so that 's kind of what started the basis of this but i 'm always asking my team members you know what 's important to you is dental important to you? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. How can we make sure that the suite of benefits that we offer are great for our whole team? Um, If you are uh, in a partnership or marriage, uh, you might not need the health care because your spouse might bring that to the table. So are there other benefits that we should bring to the table that would be meaningful to you in making sure that it's equitable across the team?
0: Yeah. So explain to our listeners, uh, if you would, uh, uh, Nicole, what exactly does a PR? firm do? Public relations. that uh, you, you know, when somebody thinks of that, they go, well, oh, that's great. I'd love to do something like that. You know, you get to work with the public and it's all about relations. Yeah. <laughs> but What exactly is public relations? You know, and it's
2: always something my mom was always like, I'm not quite sure what she does. <laughs> there are days that I'm not quite sure what I do either. But for the most part, our job is really to figure out how to communicate for an organization, whether it be a for-profit company or a non-profit company, and how To relay to the general public or very specific targeted audiences what they do, what the client does, but also um, perhaps work on messaging for them around projects or difficult situations. And that could mean we're working with the media and um, telling stories and saying, you know, pitching ideas yeah. to media, saying, here's here's what my client is doing and this is why it's important to your audience. It could mean that we're doing social media management for the company. It could mean that we're doing newsletter strategy. Um, it Oftentimes, it starts with us developing a full communication strategy for the, for an organization for a set period of time, three months a year, yeah. to say here's how we can help meet your help you meet and achieve your goals by your outward-facing communications. And it's not buying advertising. We don't do that. But it is truly earned media, meaning yeah. the client or my client doesn't necessarily pay money other than our fees to actually get that kind of voice out there. Sure.
0: And, and for most of these people, most of your clients, I would imagine, they, they whatever it is that they do and they're selling, whatever their product is, they do it and they do it well. And this is where they stumble when it comes to, you know, getting word out about their company or about their product, and maybe they just don't have the time to do it. So that's why they would come and see someone such as yourself and your staff, correct?
2: Right. And it, it's not rocket science what we do, but it is time consuming yeah. and it does involve a lot of strategy. And so we've been, do, I've been doing this my entire career. And this is so I know what works really and what doesn't work. Um, and so we're able to bring that experience, my, the experience of my full team, um, to the table to help our clients. And, and, you know, I have a lawyer. I have an accountant. Could I do my own books? Sure. But, I, I sh- that's not my area of expertise, right. so that's that's when people lean on us.
0: Let's talk a little bit more about uh, the name of your company, Juniper Communications, because when I first saw that, uh, I thought, oh, you know, that's that has to be done purposely because in some way you get people to talk about it because they go Juniper, oh, that's spelt a little differently than I expected it. Uh, if you Google it, you may not find it. So uh, I guess it involves a little bit of work and it gets people and then you know people remember the name i'm sure that after this segment today people will will remember juniper communications and in it is you know it's juna pr and that's what it is it's public relations juniper uh, uh, com, uh, c- communications yeah. so uh, talk a little bit more about that, because I do find that very unique. You, are you finding it useful?
2: Well, th- thank you for saying it so many times. First off, because I think that helps everyone understand that it's not Juniper PR. That my my partner Chris, he is always joking. He's like, well, over at Juniper PR, I'm like, oh, it's no. Juniper. He's yeah. like, and we've gotten Juan PR, which is also very interesting. <laughs> um, but but yeah, so Juniper, it was. It's a real differentiator, right? And so Juniper, Juniper Island in the middle of yep. Lake Champlain people thought that perhaps it was named for that. Um, Or Juniper at Hotel Vermont, the bar that's there. No. Um, A very
0: integral part of good gin is a Juniper berry.
2: That's exactly it. And so, and with my maiden name Junus, I really wanted to kind of give a hat tip um, to to that. Um, But that's that's really where it came from. But yeah, it has been a struggle for people trying to figure out, like, well, how do I spell this and why? Um, And we actually have on our website Juniper, and and in parentheses pronounced, spelled out, juniper like the yeah, berry so exactly. that people
0: know. My yeah. guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, uh, Nicole Junis-Ravlin, uh, with uh, uh, her firm, uh, the communications firm, PR firm. If you have questions or comments, uh, we'd love to talk with you today, 244-1777 or one 291 8255 Without naming any of your clients, I know you probably don't want to get into that, but can you give us some success stories that uh, Juniper Communications has has had in the past?
2: Well, we've been really fortunate in the past four years that we've been in business to work with really tiny startup businesses all the way to very established multinational companies um, and everything. We're working on a fantastic project with Lake Champlain Chocolates right now and launching their plant, uh, plant-based plant Chocolate bars, um, which truffles, which are delicious. And And that's
0: interesting because here's a company that's been in business in Vermont for decades, if I'm not mistaken. And yet you would think that somebody that, you know, they've been around, they don't need any help. They just, we got a new product and everybody knows who we are, but...
2: But because it's a plant-based truffle bar, right, and nobody has real, has an understanding of what it takes to make a type of, you know, quote unquote milk chocolate that's not actually dairy, Um, they need help communicating why that's important, who would want to know about that, Um, and so that's when they turn to us to, to help them with with reaching new yeah. audiences for it.
0: So in the in the contract uh, with with Lake Champlain, and I can imagine you know the people that uh, that you're working with, your employees are going, I want that account <laughs> because. They must be sending chocolate over because oh. if you're going to sell it, you have to you have to understand what it tastes like and the, and to, to describe the milkiness of this <laughs> this plant based truffle. And they
2: are really good. That's, oh baby, they, the cinnamon one is like very surprising and to all of us. It's our favorite. Um, but yeah, it, when we work with a lot of food companies, and that is part of the process, is tasting nice. the food. We work with Le Gruyere AOP, which is the entire Gruyere supply of cheese for the world and um out of switzerland and so when they send product samples there's a lot of us thinking uh, that we would like to take some home so we oftentimes get to enjoy that ourselves so it's good
0: so nicole you started the company in 2019 that's right and boy that's a number that you know everyone remembers because it's covid yeah and uh, you know to start a company When people are basically, they're on hold, they're shutting down, how difficult was that for you? Looking back, although very successful now, but there must have been some times when you you were... Maybe thinking about pulling the plug, were you?
2: Oh, gosh. I mean, starting a business is not for the faint of heart. And you might need to be slightly insane when you <laughs> decide to do it because <laughs> hindsight is really something. Um, but no, it, in 2019, I left my other firm and started uh, Juniper. And, uh, you know, we were chugging around long. It was myself and two employees. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit. And, we didn't have really enough uh, kind of track of a track record to be eligible for any like real uh, programs like PPP. We were only eligible for $10,000 of PPP, which isn't a lot of uh, runway in terms of payroll. And we had a lot of our clients pause contracts, which was fine, but I was two weeks away from running out of my savings and everything that we had put into the company and was a Having the hard conversation with my then two employees that I was mm. going to have to lay them off. And we were doing nonprofit projects for free just to keep everybody working and morale high. We started, uh, I. But
0: that doesn't pay the bills. It
2: doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't at all. And, um, and it just came roaring back the other way, uh, mercifully, but also it was somewhat overwhelming at that time. And so we went from, you know, Literally going out of business and thinking about what am I going to do here? Um, and gosh, I feel really bad that these two individuals took a leap with me to start this business. Mm-hmm. To um, having to hire people at a fairly steady clip and and significant growth. Uh, you know, we went from that to the three of us, and now our sixteenth person actually starts next Tuesday. So uh, it's it's incredible.
0: Can you explain to our listeners what it's like? Cause I'm sure that uh, there are people that, that are out there listening now that have perhaps thought about starting a business, but uh, there's always, you, you get a little scared. Uh, and, 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 you know, I've talked with people about it before and they say it's like, it's like jumping out of an airplane. You can't think about it. You have to do it. And once you've done it, You can't look back. (laughs) There's no going back into the plane. You've done it. So you just have to do it. So how do you convince yourself and not only yourself, but you convince two other people, quit your job and come with me and we're going to be fine. And then COVID hit. But even if COVID wasn't there, just doing that, that is a huge leap. What's it like?
2: Yeah, I mean, I have a lot of respect for entrepreneurs and never had fancied myself one. Um, and this is the, really the second business that I've started. And each time I'm like, what was I thinking? Um, but uh, but I mean, mercifully, right? Like a lot of hard work and persistence, things can pay off and, and timing and, and a little bit of luck. Um, but it is uh, it's terrifying. And you do have to be willing to really put yourself out there and put in everything you have. And so, both from a time commitment and resource commitment, um, that's where, it, for it to be successful, um, that's what you have to do. And it is really hard, and they're they're definitely. I mean, I I have two kids, and it's something where I'd be like, okay, we're not able to like go on a vacation. Yeah, that's fun. what's we really can't hard. Afford it, yeah. and we have to make sure that we're paying attention, or I'm paying attention to this. Let's have some other fun at home with game night, uh, <laughs> than going wherever. But you know, I think it's. Those are lessons that my kids have watched as I've been trying to build a business that they've benefited from, I think, um, as they carry that into their adult lives. But it's really hard. And, and, And if you're thinking about building a business... Getting great advisors who can give you like all advice, no holds barred, people who give you their honest opinion is incredibly important because people who yes you to death about things, that's not helpful. You want somebody who's actually going to punch holes in what you're doing to be like, hey, this might be not great.
0: Do you find that uh, when when you're getting advice from people that are in that business, the first thing that they tell you, if they're really good friends, they'll tell you, it's a lot of work. Get ready to just, you're gonna, this is, you're gonna marry this job. I mean, I love my job, but you are going to marry
2: it. Yeah, I call it my third baby. I have two boys, and then this <laughs> juniper is definitely the third yeah. baby, right? And it takes that much kind of care and attention yeah. and kind of managing, and it keeps me up at night and, it's just it is what it is. And unless you're kind of willing to do that, I, I've met people who are like, Oh yeah, I'm starting a company and it's like it's very and I'm like, Oh boy, this is gonna be good interesting to see how this goes for yeah. them because they're you can see that they're not they're not invested to the point that they need to be, I think, personally, to make it really go. Yeah. And that's When I left my other agency and I wasn't sure what I was going to do right away, I had applied to work at other friends' agencies and thought I'd go work for somebody else. But once you work for yourself, Mm -hmm. it's really hard to figure out, like, how you would go back to that and, right, the flexibility. It does afford you a lot of things. Um, flexibility, the ability to kind of maybe, you know, control more of your life in different ways. But
0: more responsibility.
2: More responsibility. Yeah. And I, I. You've got
0: 16 employees that you're responsible every for every two now, weeks, right? Yeah. payroll, yeah. right? It yeah. keeps
2: me up every week, even when there's plenty of money in the bank. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. And boy, there's more people. And it's, it's. It's a real different type of commitment.
0: Yeah. Nicole Junis-Ravlin with me, my uh, guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie from Juniper Communications. We'll take a quick break, uh, and we've got to name that tune coming up, Nicole. Oh dear. Get ready to help me out. Uh, that's straight ahead right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. You're not going to fool me with this one. Travels with Charlie, welcome back. Nicole Junis-Ravlin on the other side. Juniper Communications. <laughs> I need some PR help. <laughs> name that tune.
2: Oh, you're not going to make me name it. I mean, it's Pat Benatar. No, no it's, it's not, not. Pat no, Benatar. It's, no. Uh, no, it's... Oh, God. This is the worst...
0: Fleetwood Mac
2: Fleetwood Mac
0: Rhiannon. Is it Rhiannon? Yeah, Oh yeah. My, god. Right. my god. Wow. <laughs> uh, you're going to be buying lots of beer today. Mark Redmond just so. uh, poked his head in the uh, in the studio here. He's my next guest coming up and uh, he said I don't know what the deal is but he came in he says Nicole do you have to buy me a beer after the show. So
2: uh <laughs> I guess I owe everybody beers one for getting the the song run. Uh
0: 2441777 or 18772918255 will solve all of your PR Problems. Call oh in right now. We will do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting her on the hook, of course. Uh, um, Nicole, let me ask you, is this something that you always wanted to do? You, you mentioned that you worked for other agencies in the past. But let's go past before those other oh agencies. What else was in there?
2: Well, I mean, it was when I was really young, I wanted to be an interior decorator that was not going to happen um, and then I uh, actually went to Trinity College of Vermont which is now defunct unfortunately yep. and went to become an elementary school teacher mm. and then I did student teaching and I was like hmm I want to have my own kids yeah. I don't think this is going to work out so well <laughs> uh, so I love the news what
0: grade were you teaching
2: uh, I would wanted to teach second or third grade mm. and I, I would still go back and do it like if yeah. I had to like have another career yeah. after this though I do have a retirement plan that I can tell you about but mm. um, um, I for sure would love to do that, and I think I would have been very good at it. Yeah. But I just didn't think I could be a great mom and do that simultaneously. Yeah. And it hats off to all the teachers and parents who yeah. do that together; it's incredible. Work. If
0: I ever taught, it would be second or third grade because I'd obviously I'd, I'd know more than the kids at that point. <laughs> but and I would I just wouldn't want to high school. I can't even imagine.
2: Oh, I could do the math in second grade. Yeah. My son is a junior at CVU and he, at the the stuff that he works on in economics and yeah. all of that I'm like, "Wow, I'm lost. Good for you." Way smarter than me.
0: So this is what you love doing, and you hope to—is this what you're going to take up to retirement? You mentioned. Oh yeah, well, just about. I think
2: I think I would love to open a specialty food store or a specialty store in retirement. I have some unique ideas that haven't been done in the marketplace yet. um, But you know, that's still a ways off. I'm not quite fifty yet, but soon. And uh, but I still have many years left here at Juniper to work with my. Clients and team and, and kind of continue to grow this in Vermont.
0: Would you say, Nicole, that um, some of what you do can't be taught? There has to be kind of a natural, you know, thing that, uh, you know, it's a natural talent that, you know, some people are suited for it and others just uh, you can't teach it.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know. I So Champlain has a very good PR program. UVM also has a great program. Um, and we've hired out of both of those, and both are Juniper clients as well. Uh, and you know, it's it's something that you can learn, but you have to have an interest. You have to have an interest, and you also have to consume a lot of media on your own um, and um, really think about communicating, listening, and how to, message things. And if you can do that and you have a natural interest, you can learn the techniques, right? It's not that difficult, but you have to have a genuine interest. And that's the thing that you can't force on someone.
0: What do you say to people that uh, because of social media, they think, I don't really need a PR firm because, you know, you know, there's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's so many other, you know, platforms that are out there that I can just kind of, you know, do it all on my own.
2: You sure can. Um, but it's just a matter of like, wh- how, how much, how much do you want to do on your own? Yeah. How well do you want to do it? How are you measuring whether this is a good return on your, the time investment that you're putting in? If you're putting money into it, advertising, Does that make sense? Um, And you could certainly do these things on your own. It's just like I could do bookkeeping on my own, but I have a phenomenal bookkeeper, right? Sure. So that's... That's pretty much it. I, and it's always, it always perplexes people, me when people are saying, Oh, I could let my nephew is into social media. He could do this. He's in seventh grade. And I'm like, well, that's great. But let's get back to the basics of marketing and really think about what the structural pieces are because the tactics always change social media now. TikTok uh, or yeah. Twitch, right? And it used to be my space way back, right? But like, how do you keep those are the tactics, but what's the strategy beneath that? That yeah. How you figure that out, that's the fund- fundamentals of marketing, um, and that's what you want to build all of the tactics off of.
0: So Mark Redman uh, from Spectrum just uh, popped into the uh, studio before we came back from the break, and, of course... You know, he's going, you know, we got the 2023 uh, best place to to work in Vermont award as well. But, Mark, you didn't get this one. Uh, <laughs> uh, just honored by the U.S. Small Business Administration. This was just last week for being the 2023 Vermont woman owned business of the year. So you guys are riding pretty high.
2: Where, Yeah. And I'm so right now we, we have only women who are working at Juniper um, and we call ourselves unofficially the badass lady gang. <laughs> We're not opposed to working. Working with men, we've extended offers to men. It just hasn't worked out, um, but, um, but yeah, we're we're pretty psyched, and it means a lot to our team.
0: Is this a pretty uh, predominantly male industry?
2: Um, I would say it probably tends to be more female nationally, uh-huh. um, although I have very good male friends who I've met coming up in the industry from very early on in my career who rock it and do a great job uh, in Texas and in Massachusetts, And but there are men in the industry for sure. Hmm.
0: So you also, if you go to, go to the website, uh, you'll see that you also do, along with public relations, crisis management. Oh, yeah. And let's let's talk a little (laughs) bit about that, because what's the difference between... Crisis management. I guess that's when it, when it hits the fan, right? Ugh. And public relations is before it hits the fan.
2: Well, <laughs> and sometimes it's the preparation of uh, when it hits the fan, right? So, what have you done ahead, ahead of of a crisis? And I actually just completed my certification, my recertification as a crisis public relations professional. And it is all in how you react, and usually within the first twelve hours of something going badly in your organization. And so, I work. I don't don't work with individuals as much as i do companies and nonprofit organizations i try to stay away from um, governmental issues around crisis uh, but that would it,
0: keep you real busy oh
2: boy <laughs> well and i would say it's the thing that keeps our phones ringing all the time we don't take everybody who calls um, otherwise that's all we'd build a practice so you
0: on get calls on that
2: a lot yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. every every week there's certainly somebody mm-hmm. in crisis who's looking for yeah. representation
0: you have a great uh, motto on your website uh, regarding crisis management. Let's make some lemonade, shall we? Who yes. came up with that?
2: Uh, actually, my friend Sam McMurtry, who's moving to Vermont next month, he's a builder, and we were talking about crisis, and he was like, oh, it's like you make lemonade. And so I <laughs> called Methodical. I'm like, we need to work this into the website somewhere.
0: Oh, well, it makes sense.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's great. And so it's our when we work on a crisis, it's our lemonade team.
0: So I I follow you on Instagram and Facebook, and I noticed um, just this past weekend you were were at a curling event, something that I've – I can't wrap my head around it. I don't know what – you know, they throw this thing down, and you you get that broom, and you're sweeping – Oh, Charlie. Uh,
2: (laughs) How did you guys do? (laughs) So so it was a benefit to raise money for the Howard Center in Dragonheart, Vermont, by the South Burlington Rotary. And we signed up for it. And I was like, this has got to be so easy. There were guys who won the Olympic gold medal. And they were dad bods. And they had just picked it up after, like, a couple of weeks. (laughs) Man, that is much harder than Did you you know what you were doing? No. no. So you go in. And Thursday, they, like, run you through a practice for two hours. And then on. On Saturday, you're competing. We did far better than we thought we would. We fielded two teams out of Juniper. We had a lot of fun. We raised a ton of money, but it was so hard. So
0: the guy with the broom that's in front of that...
2: Yeah. You're running down the ice with this little sweepy thing, and you're trying to uh, get the the granite stone to move, continue to move towards the target. It's like playing bocce if you've ever played bocce. Yeah, I, I
0: understand bocce. Okay, yeah. so
2: it's just like that. But except nobody's on running
0: ice. in front of the bocce ball. Oh the yeah. Broom, you know? Oh
2: yeah. There's two of you, and my <laughs> gosh, be careful if you fall. It's a whole nother, It's a whole. I I believe many of us are bruised. <laughs> it's a full contact sport.
0: <laughs> well, uh, you haven't. Uh, you've certainly you know, trying to master that as well as, uh, you know, we've worked together at uh, at the uh, Vermont City Marathon in yeah. the past, and I've seen uh, Nicole on the the T-shirt gun. Oh, which, geez. Um, well, Watch we, out. Well, we took a few people out that year, so. <laughs>
2: I'm so sorry. She's no
0: longer certified to, to use the that weapon any longer. Oh, it's fair. A <laughs> little crisis management yeah. was needed in that.
2: Yeah. Well, that's where I got my start. I'm kidding.
0: <laughs> Nicole, so great to see you again today, and nice to talk with you, and congratulations on your awards Thank uh, you know you. it seems to be you know heading in the right direction here we you know it's past covid and Thanks. you've got 16 employees now you're actually hiring, right?
2: Yeah, we are. We're looking for – and we are we have a few more things heading our way this summer that I know we'll have to hire for. So we're looking for entry-level people who are probably just starting their careers in communications um, and some people who are mid-career um, and ideally Vermonters because we love keeping as many people as we can in the state employed mm-hmm. in
0: that way. And a friend of mine – I just got to give a, a mention uh, – my friend in radio that I worked uh, with together at uh, the Old State in the old family there, a JAG. Who, uh, who left radio and he got back into radio and then now he's doing podcast productions. Oh, wow. But he said when he left the first time that he left radio, he wanted to thank you because uh, you allowed him to intern at one of the uh, agencies you were working at. And he's very successful doing, uh, podcast, um, production in Detroit. Has his own business. Oh my
2: gosh. How Good about for that? him. That's amazing. Yeah. Jag, Jag he was in
0: Detroit. Great. Yeah. Oh, really? I'll yeah. have to look Check look it look out. That Jag, up. Jag in Detroit.
2: That's amazing. Yeah. He was a great guy.
0: Nicole, good to see you today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Let's give that website out if people want more information, if you if you want to work, or if you you need some crisis management or public relations help. Juniper.com. It's as simple as that. I'll spell it out for you: J-U-N-A-P-R. It's one word. Juniper.com. Nicole, thank you so much for joining me today.
2: Thank you so much, Charlie. Always good to see you.
0: Coming up next, it's Mark Redman with uh, the Spectrum Youth Services. they got their biggest sleep out coming up, and he's straight ahead right here on WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England, featuring education, Vacational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. Guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.milntravel.com. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. Name that tomb compliments of Corm on the other side of the glass Mark Redman on the other side of the desk here in the Travels with Charlie studio can you name that
1: tune American Woman he got it who sang it though I can't remember guess who is it the guess who guess who yes is that right
0: (laughs) there's a there's a long joke we could go guess who well i don't know you tell me it's like my book what's the book called (laughs) called yes yes. exactly who's
1: on first (laughs) that's right hey fantastic great to see you today here on travels with charlie
0: welcome back you've been on the program
1: before I i have been on before it's always a pleasure love being with you
0: and multiple times on the old show and as you know we had a tradition on the old show in fact uh you know, the first, every time I asked Mark to come on the program, he said, Well, what are you feeding me? I think the first time you were on the old Charlie and Ernie show, there was sushi. We
1: had sushi right? at eight,
0: 8 in the morning. 8 o'clock in the morning, had some sushi. So, you know, Mark, uh, you know, I invited him back on to talk about the sleep out and he says, Well, what are we going to have? And I, you know, I had hoped to pick up some cookies or, you know, stop off at myers Bagels and pick up some Ooh. bagels to Oh, yeah, Ooh. those would have been nice. And I just had some things going on. I wasn't able to do it. So I said, you know what? Mark would probably appreciate a donation. That's to, right. Because he's got a sleep out coming out That's on, right. on Thursday. That's right. And you have set the bar very high. For I yourself. Do.
1: I did set it very high. I did. $40,000. $40, dollars raise $40,000 myself. Well, yes.
0: I wish I could put you over the top, but there's something this for you. This is very you. nice.
1: This thank is you a nice very donation. much. Charlie, thank you very much. And I thank everybody who's been donating to the sleepout. The money is, is pouring in, and we're grateful for it.
0: So you hope to raise about $400,000, and there are a number of sleepouts. Now, there's one on this Thursday, and Correct. that's the one in Burlington. That's the that's big right. one that you've always done. And you've right. St. Albans on the 30th. That's right. And then there are some student sleepouts going on. And
1: You know, this one little girl in Westford, back in 2013, asked her mom if she could sleep out in her backyard and sent us a check for, I don't know, $675 to a little. So the nine-year-old girl is in college now. We nominated her for a college scholarship, which she won. So she's on a partial scholarship. Nice. But she started the student sleep out, little Celia Andrews. Wow. So now there are hundreds of kids, you know, Bryce Burlington High School, CVU last Friday had dozens of kids sleeping outside in the cold. So we have, you know, a Boy Scout troop in Williston. So all over these kids are sleeping out, raising funds to help homeless youth, which is, to me, really inspiring.
0: When was the first sleep out done in Burlington, Mark?
1: 2012. So this will be, if you do the math, this will be the... 12th 1. So I remember you called me. Remember, you called me the morning of. That's up. right. Dan Smith. That you is right. You were there. Yes, uh, yes. We woke you up. You me up. I think you were up. already up. But. You woke us up yes. at 6 a.m. and you interviewed Dan Smith and me yes. from the lawn of the Unitarian Church. To yeah. talk about how this. So that was just, it was just an idea we had, Charlie. It was 40 of us. Just an idea. I saw it on Facebook. We had no idea it would ever. Ever grow into the event, and that 12 years later, we would still be doing it.
0: Boy, and it has grown, too. Can you, Do you remember how much money you raised in that first one?
1: I can remember to the penny. Yeah. <laughs> we raised $90,000, yeah. and we were stunned. We were, we had done events before. That's bike, pretty good. Bike events and things, and we were stunned that $90,000, and the best thing is, Charlie, almost all that money goes To the work spectrum. There's no hotel to pay. There's no caterer to pay, right? right? So it's just all the money goes to help our work with homeless and at-risk youth. So after that, we said, well, that was great. Let's try it again next year. Let's see if we can get these corporate teams to go. So we started to get dealer.com involved, and and it's People's Bank, which is M&T Bank now. So then we got all these corporate teams going. So that got ramped the competition up. We raised 155000 that next year. And then it's just gone up every year. So this year we hope we can raise four hundred thousand.
0: Who's going to be joining you on uh Thursday night in Burlington?
1: Michael Pieček. Or I hope I'm pronouncing his name here. It's either Pichak or Paichak.
0: I, I call him Pichak.
1: There you go, yeah, it's Pichek. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, our new state treasurer, right? Yeah. He's going to be out there. There will be people from Dealer.com come out there. m and Bank will be out there, so we will have uh, we'll have you know upwards of 50 or 60 people easily. So uh, a bunch of different teams from corporations. VSECU is going to be, they've merged with Nefcu, yeah. so uh, Rob Miller and his team will be out there also. So it's really great the support that that we're getting.
0: What do you think the message is here? Uh I guess you can you know it's it's you can sort of connect the dots what it is that you're doing. Uh, you know, you're you're trying to help homeless youth, mm-hmm. many who sleep on the streets. So yes. as opposed to uh you know, people that do, you know, they do the bike a thons and they mm-hmm. do the, you know, the you know, do a quick run or you, you do the ice bucket challenge or whatever. Right. But this really relates to what these kids are going through. Um So, you know, you're out there for one night, but multiply that by how many other nights that somebody's doing it, and they they likely they don't have a tent they don't have any no they
1: don't and it changes people's perceptions it starts out as like a pep rally i get out there i do this give me an s give me a p you know we're all cheering and who raised the most money and rah 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 then you go out there charlie and you lay down and it's going to be 34 degrees (laughs) this thursday i checked it's probably going to be raining we do have a canopy so you won't get rained on but you'll be cold and you'll hear ambulances going by at 2 a.m and And then you'll hear bars getting out a little later, ranking – And it suddenly hits you at some point like, wow, this isn't so much fun anymore.
0: No, imagine doing that every night.
1: Yeah, and if I was 17 or 18 and I had to do this every night and then like try and go to work and go to school, it would really be difficult. We have people write reflections the next day. And some of the things they've written are quite beautiful about. It really shows why Spectrum needs to be here and how important it is that we're there for these young people. And
0: and add on top of that fact that here you are sleeping out in 34 degree weather if you were an actual homeless person that uh, you don't know when you get up in the morning where are you going to eat
1: breakfast? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm.
0: Where are you going to bathe? Shower. All of that.
1: All of that. Use the bathroom. And that
0: goes that. on every day, every day, every day with these people.
1: I know. Which is why it's so important that Spectrum exists and that we're, you know, and we're expanding. We're in St. Albans now too. That's why we're having the sleep out in St. Albans because two years ago we opened a drop in center and, uh, well, I wrote a grant back then? And I had a list how many people I thought we'd see in a row. Maybe we'll see 80 kids in the course of a year. We're up to 380 young people who we've seen at that St. Albans wow. drop-in center. And we just opened up three apartments for young people who are homeless up in St. Albans. So I'm really happy to see the support we're getting up there. The need is there in that Absolutely. city.
0: Absolutely. Mark Redmond, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie with Spectrum Youth Services. They have their sleepout coming up uh, in Burlington. It's just this Thursday... Mark, if people want to participate on Thursdays, too late to participate?
1: It is never too late to join the sleepout. Spectrumsleepout.org. Register. Register with a team. Register yourself. You go right on. If you want to donate, you can also donate and sponsor someone the same way. So that sleep that website is a really easy website. But we'd love to have more people out there. Either the one in St. Albans a week later, or this one uh, this Thursday night on the Unitarian lawn.
0: So tell us a little bit about uh, what Spectrum Youth Services. Does uh, the the ages that you, sure. you work with?
1: Sure. Well, we're mostly known, again, for working with homeless youth. Yeah. We have uh, 26 beds tonight uh, when you and I are going to bed. And let's say it's going to be, I don't know, 30 degrees. There will be 26 kids who have a nice bed to sleep in tonight in Burlington, and they'll be greeted by staff who care about them, and it will help them look for a job if they need counseling. So that's a big piece of what we do, but that's not all we do. We're in a mental health crisis in America right now, and we're in a mental health crisis in Vermont. So the number of young people suffering from depression, anxiety, eating disorders, so we get... Our mental health component has gone from, like, four counselors to 14 counselors. What's
0: going on there, Mark? I just saw a story the other day about uh, Adderall.
1: Uh, yes, prescri- yes,
0: Prescribed Adderall.
1: Right, right. I mean,
0: in fact, there are shortages of it. Uh, doctors are prescribing it like, like candy. I
1: know, I know. What
0: is going on with today's youth that all of a sudden they need Adderall to... Uh,
1: I don't, I read articles on this all the time, Charlie. I, I, whoever can figure out what's behind it all should get the Nobel Prize because there's so many different theories. Certainly the pandemic worsened it, right? Yeah. So the sense of isolation, the sense of not connecting to other people, social media, which we know can be a good thing, uh, but also can be a bad thing. Yeah. And too many kids are on too many screens. Uh, the bullying that goes on, Mm -hmm. I heard a high school principal say to me recently, Mark, the bullying that goes on in my school through social media, if I could join that lawsuit, the whole state of Washington, the ed system, is suing big tech for all the damage that's being done.
0: Well, it's easier to do because I'm not looking at you when I bully you.
1: That's right. You're doing it on
0: social media. It's just
1: click, click, click with your thumbs and you take somebody's reputation down. So that's a big piece of it, too. So I don't think there's any one thing, but the number of young people who are coming to us who are not just homeless. I'm talking about middle class, upper middle class, yeah. wealthy families, too, where their kids are really, really struggling. So we just bought a floor of a building on Pine Street. Somebody made a major donation because I had no place to put people. I had no place for our, our counselors to go. So we're expanding now uh, at 84 Pine Street. We're renovating that now. We'll be open up there in a few weeks, too. So, we continued to grow our warming shelter just opened up. That's opened up during the coldest months of the year. That's full so kids don't freeze to death. So we're seeing that mentoring we're up to about sixty mentors. So if someone wants to be a mentor, I'm always looking for a mentors. Males and females will match you up by interest. You know, a young man who likes fishing with an adult who likes fishing will do that kind of thing. So there's so many different things that we're doing at Spectrum, right? now, And the car detailing business, remember, we opened yes. up Detail Works. Yeah. That has been such a success. You know, a Gail King show, we were on that last year. They sent a whole crew up, and we've doubled the longevity rate of how long people stay in jobs. We have a full house. We have 10 kids here today, and they're cleaning cars, and they're learning a trade.
0: And that's the key. They're learning a trade because that's not just about giving them a place to sleep, giving them a meal, and then uh, you're 18 or you're 19 years old, okay, you're on your own. No, you've got to help them out because these kids they don't have a family there's no one to mentor them right
1: correct and you know what besides giving them a trade we're teaching them how to work yeah that's the main thing how do you show up on time how do you call out sick how do you speak to a boss how do you work with teammates you know how do you speak to customers how do you dress at work they just didn't grow up in families yeah. where these things were modeled so that's the main one of them's just my boss now young man Charles Hemingway, he is now on our board of directors. Five years ago, he walked into Spectrum to get a sandwich. He had nowhere to live. He lived with us for two years. He worked at Detail Works. Now he's he's with a family. He has a full-time job in child care, and he goes to college at night, and I report to him. That's, am- that's amazing. He's one of my bosses. <laughs>
0: that is amazing. Mark Redmond, my guest this afternoon, Spectrum Youth Services. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we'll continue our conversation right here on Travels with Charles. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today, Jolly Convenience Stores. Home of the Daily Smile. This is another easy one. Uh, welcome back to Travels with Charlie. I think it's easy. I, I know it. Mark, I'm going to shoot it to you. No, I don't. Tough enough.
1: <laughs> That's appropriate for you and me. That's our theme song. It was, it was too tough,
0: too tough on that one. Welcome back. Um, before we get back to uh, to talking with Mark here, I got to tell you about my friends at Myers Bagel Cafe in Burlington. I love their bagels. I've been a fan since Myers was on on Main Street in Burlington. Now at 377 Pine Street in Burlington, it's Montreal style, wood fired, hand rolled. Honey-boiled bagels, amazing flavored cream cheeses, pastries. If you haven't tried their babka, the chocolate or cinnamon, I hope to bring some in today for Mark. But oops, I didn't. Uh, um, you know, they also do mail order. It, you, you can go. Mail. I'll give you
1: my address, Charlie.
0: <laughs> They'll mail them to you. They have an unbelievable creative menu. Now, I, I'm sure many of you went there for St. Patrick's Day with their Mick Meyer. They... Uh, came up with this at St. Patrick's Day a few years ago. It's got the smashed fingerling potato, smoked brisket, Swiss pickles, and slaw on your choice of bagel. Just amazing. Myers Bagel Cafe in Burlington. And soon... On Shelburne Road in Burlington, they're going to be opening up very shortly. When that happens, they're going to have wood-fired pizza in the evening. And then, of course, uh, there are wood-fired bagels during the day. You can still go to Pine Street and get bagels. You just can't get sandwiches and stuff when that happens. But Open from 6 a.m. to 2 p.m. daily. MyersBagels.com. On Facebook at MyersBagelsBTV. And we are back. We, now I'm uh,
1: really hungry.
0: With Mark Redman from, uh, he said, "You should have brought some of those bagels in."
1: I'm telling you, I'm telling you.
0: So, Mark, I I also want to point out that you know my my first guest this afternoon, uh, Nicole uh, Junis Ravlin from uh, from Juniper Communications, their 2023 Best Places to Work in Vermont, and Spectrum also was awarded that by Vermont Biz and the Vermont Chamber, and two years in a row?
1: That's two years in a row, so Nicole has to buy me a drink.
0: That's how it works, okay.
1: because she's the newbie, okay? (laughs) Yeah, that's a big honor, you know, we apply, yeah, you have to apply for it. It's not this, oh, just pay the money and they need you. It's an anonymous survey by your staff. So if your staff don't like you, (laughs) uh, you know, they can take you down. But apparently her staff like their, her organization, which is no surprise. and our staff like our organization, which is – I'm very happy to report that. So it is a big honor, and yeah. it's a really great event. It really is.
0: So, Mark, um, for just $8.91 a day – you can help someone turn their life around that 's what you say that's right that 's on our website
1: that 's right we do that we do the math on that all the different programs that we offer. we look at the number last year we worked with one thousand two hundred and eighty different young people you know that includes somebody who came in every single day and lived with us and worked at our detail shop and got counseling and it includes somebody who came in one day and uh, had a sandwich and left, which is fine so what I like our culture is. Young people can come into our drop-in center, which we've renovated. You should come by and see it. You'll be so impressed. It's beautiful. It's welcoming. So is the one in St. Albans. It's very welcoming. You have young staff there. We don't need your Medicaid number. We don't need your Social Security number. You can have a sandwich. You can have dinner. I make dinner once a month. They like salmon in Burlington
0: and chicken in
1: St. Albans, Charlie. Just telling you. I got to keep that in mind. I could get in trouble <laughs> serving salmon at St. Albans. Uh-oh. So uh, not a big hit. Yeah. <laughs> not a big hit. You've but also like... got
0: a lot of community support too. I know that oh. uh, usually around uh, the holiday season, uh, yes. you know, matching donations. You have um, somebody that says, you know, we'll match up to a certain number. Oh of...
1: yes, yes. People give us big donations, and it'll be a matching gift. People really like that because it's like doubling your money when you give. You know. So that's yeah, the amount of support we've gotten. I mean, when I got to Spectrum, I just hit 20 years a few weeks ago. Was yeah. my 20th anniversary. Staff threw a nice little party for me, which is great. And I remember we raised $49,000 in donations that year. And we were thrilled about it. And this year, we'll probably hit over $3 million. Unbelievable. Yeah, it is unbelievable. And it just shows you the level of kindness and support and compassion. We live in a very compassionate community. And people really, they care about young people. And they believe in the work that they do. I think people want to support something that's actually working, and I think people believe that what we do works.
0: It does. Mark, we've got a few minutes left. I know you've got a book out. Uh, we've had you on before with Called. Yes. A memoir. It's yes. called Called.
1: That's he the joke. He did that
0: specifically just to <laughs> screw up announcers. But, and I'm not going to put you on the spot, and I know I can't because you're a professional. I mean, you've been on stage by yourself. That's true. Um, That's true. He's a Broadway performer here, ladies That's and gentlemen. That's true. I was. Um, I was. You always have a story about somebody that, that ha- see, here we go. He's got it. I didn't even – this was not prepared. Give it to us.
1: This one, this is – I love this. It's a young man who came to Spectrum, I don't know, 10 years ago, homeless, and he had a great work ethic, and he really worked hard. And then I took him to Vermont Tech one day to meet Dan Smith because he liked fixing cars, and he ended up getting his associate's degree. And I took him to uh, breakfast the day before graduation, and he turned to me and said, you know, Mark, I'm the first male in my family not to be in prison You know, my grandfather killed a man and was in prison. My father stole cars for a living. He's in prison. My brother's in prison, and I'm graduating from college. So he graduated. He got his associate's degree. I said, great, that's fine. He goes, no, now I want to go on and get my bachelor's degree. And he was named commencement speaker. Can you imagine? Unbelievable. I know. Unbelievable. So I got this love. I'll read it just for a second. He sent me a Christmas card, and he goes, I can't begin to thank you enough, Mark, for your interventions. All those years ago, as it seems like a lifetime ago, like it happened to someone else almost. As we transition into the new year, I hope you and your family enjoy the peace and tranquility that I myself have found this year. But that line about how it almost feels like it happened to someone else, right? Can you imagine your life changing so drastically, Charlie, you know, from homelessness and not having anything to like, you know, he even puts, I made $43,000 this year. (laughs) And he's got, you know, and he was commencement speaker. So it just shows you how. People's lives can change in such dramatic ways. If you I knew
0: you wouldn't health. disappoint. You always have a great story. I need the stories, M- man. Mark Redman from Spectrum Youth <laughs> Services. SpectrumVT.org. VT.org. You That's want to it. make a donation, you want to help out, sleep out, coming up this Thursday in Burlington, 30th in St. Albans. SpectrumVT.org. Special thanks to Nicole uh, Junis-Ravlin, my guest this afternoon, along with Mark Redman. Uh, closing credits of uh, Travels with Charlie, sponsored by Casella Waste, Jolly Convenience Stores, Milne Travel, myers Bay. Cafe in Burlington, theme song written and performed by Billy Bratcher, executive producer Brad Ferlin running the board, Corm, I'm Charlie, I'll see you in my travels coming back on April 10th, That's going to be a show about how sweet it is, We've got the Maple Festival coming up, and we're going to talk with the folks from Island Homemade Ice Cream, how about, you might want to come there? I'm coming back! There might be some ice cream <laughs> in the studio. Have a great weekend, everybody.